Have you no respect for my beauty sleep? <laughs> I am so sorry to be keeping you up at such an ungodly hour. We normally record this podcast with the sun, you know, just okay. setting. I've just finished my evening meal. A lie. Here it is. Here it is. The dead of night. <laughs> The, there, there's no moon in the sky. A, a dark, moonless night, and you, you call me at nearly ten o five p.m. to start recording. Jason, Jason, stop the drama. Um, what gives? I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, <clears throat> I know it's, it's so late, and uh, part of the reason I'm excited that I've like transitioned into being more of a writer and less of a performer is like stuff like this like late night activity mm. because I've heard of people who are like oh yeah I had rehearsal at 11 o'clock and I was like no nope <laughs> I am why would you, why would you ever do that if you didn't have to I wouldn't do it so um I know I'm an early bird I'm usually in bed by 10 are you is this am I cutting into your uh Beauty sleep? Um, I mean, usually I'm asleep by like 11, so it'll be okay. All right. Good. Well, my but, laundry's uh, going to be uh, done I mean, before then, so it's all good. How do you do... I couldn't. I would... Every time I would fall asleep with the, the clothes still in the washer. Always. Um, yeah. I don't know. I got a crazy night. I'm, I'm packing. I'm flying tomorrow, like right after work. So I have that right, like so adrenaline. I'm, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So, um, explain where what's happening tomorrow. Where are you going so, on a Tuesday? So tomorrow on a Tuesday, I'm first going to go to work and put in my eight hours, and then I'm good, good girl. Yeah, and then I'm going to take myself to the airport and fly to L.A. and. Then Wednesday, I will be driving up with my aunt to the Sierras, uh, where I will be at the 50th annual Toby camping trip. Get it. Okay, so you're you're older than I am. Okay, um, yeah, Jason. But you're, but you're not 50. No, I'm, thank you. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> thank you for so clarifying. This is, this is, no, I'm just, you know, some, some of our... Many listeners have no idea what you look like. You know you're what right, I mean. You're right. So you you know you may sound much more mature than you are. But so this is something that you've done every year for your whole life. No, I've not gone. I've not gone every single year. I think my dad took me when I was seven for the first time. But like, and I went a lot since I was seven. But school is hard. College gets hard. So I've skipped a lot of years. This is my first time in a couple years, but and is it? It's like hardcore camping. Yeah, like I'm gonna do the tent. I'm I'm gonna do the tent situation. Uh, wow. I'm I'm flying solo in a tent for my first time. I'm pretty uh, excited about it. Um, and you like can set it up yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely give it the old college try. You know what I'm saying? 
I guess. I I mean, literally, my camping experience <laughs> is almost solely is almost solely in the backyards of friends. Um, I where you can go inside to pee. It's so funny because I I totally see that part of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then there's also a part of me that's like, I feel like you could like really get nerdy about it and not do it in like a hardcore way, but do it in like. Uh, like an enthusiast like hobby way yeah no with gadgets but like cool but like in a cool way yes yes okay so that's the thing i love i love like rei ems like i love those stores um not just act not just the acronyms but i love the stores and i love like wandering through and imagining like oh like you know i could have this fire starter and that would help me and you know like you know, Teresa and I watch Naked and Afraid, you know, and we study in case we ever are in that situation. Right. Of course. So I'd like to, I'd like to, I mean, like, that's why you watch. I'd like to believe that, you know, when the plan goes down, I'll be the one who makes it. Um, yeah. Not in like a, not in a selfish way. Like, I would help other people. No, but you want to be able to like, guys, it's fine. I can start this fire. Because the mm-hmm. angle of the um, sun at this hour will be perfect for my mm-hmm, glasses, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. Exactly. You can use, I watched a Facebook video yesterday about how you can use a sandwich baggie filled with water to start a fire. Because you can like fill it with water and then direct the sun's rays through the bag and then start a fire. Have, have you have you watched Survivor? Have you ever been like a Survivor fan? Survivor proper? No, I have never. I've never watched Survivor. It's not real enough for me. That's why I go with Naked and Afraid. That's why I go with Survivor Man. Sure, sure. I feel you. Did you, you have a Roku? Yeah, it's the best. What's one of the like five best things in my life? Do you <laughs> uh, do you know there is an app called um, Pluto TV, which is like free television. Um, and there's a channel on it that all it plays is Fear Factor. I think you've told me about this. Are you... It's 24-7 <laughs> Fear See, Factor. See, okay, here's, here's the thing about that, is that I've, I've discovered there are certain topics and certain things that um, I just can't do. Like, I just, I just can't go there mm-hmm. in, in a way that, like, you know, when you've, like, been in AA for a while and you know that, like, you just can't even have a sip. Like, I can't, like, Survivor is mm-hmm. that for me? Like, I know at this point, like, I can't watch it. I get way too absorbed in it. It affects my life. It's awful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Fear Factor mm-hmm. 24-7 would do similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it would do similar things to me where I'd get really sucked in and then my life would kind of deteriorate. So I'm scared. And then I'm scared. You, you you inevitably you inevitably get to the point where it's like you'll be in the kitchen and like a bug will scurry across the counter and you'll be like, should I eat it? Like, am I? Do I have? Do I have what it takes? Yeah. Is fear a factor for me? Oh God, yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Do you remember Joe Rogan? Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. I'm gonna look at a picture of him really fast and make sure I remember Joe Rogan. But I'm pretty sure. Joe Rogan is like um, if steroids became a human. Yes, because he's actually, that's so funny. I actually know him from documentaries because any documentary about weed has him in it. Yes, yes, <laughs> He's yes, always yes. like some weird expert and I don't understand why, but 
Yeah, that is uh, that is my experience with because Joe his Rogan. only qualification is is being a, is being an ass on television. Yeah. Um, so obviously he knows about weed. Yeah. No, that is that, the uh. name sounds familiar from that. Um, I'm so excited to hear about post Toby camping trip. Like deaf. I want to know. I want. I want. I, I. I. obviously want you to love it, but like, I want to hear. I want to hear everything. I want to hear about the tent yeah. and like the sleeping on the ground and like. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm it. sure there's gonna be some crazy bug that spooks me, and then yeah, it'll be great. All stories. Mm. Are you gonna make s'mores? You better make of s'mores. Of course, there's s'mores. Of course, that we eat so much. Like we just—it's constantly just good food. I'm so excited. Hmm. Mm. That's cool. Mm. I don't think we're near a good segue at all. So, what did we? No, what did we I can watch think of so week? many. I can think of. I can think of so many bad segues. Um, <laughs> uh, and I I guess I won't. I don't know. It's that's this. Here's the thing we need to discuss. You and I, mm-hmm. heart to heart, mm-hmm. off the record. Mm-hmm. You know, but on the edit record. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, we'll we'll edit this out. It's fine. Okay, so when we're discussing documentaries, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes we we talk about things that are very serious. Yes. Right. Um, it's difficult to do that in a way that isn't also very serious without seeming like assholes. Right. That's just the acceptance part that I've accepted. The, the seeming like assholes? Well, it's hard. Like you've, you've, ex- yeah. No, it's hard because we're um, lighthearted, cynical people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we probably talk about serious issues different than a lot of other people. Um, because I think mm. you and I are very capable of having, we've had really good discussions, you and I, very like heart to heart, deep non-funny conversations but it's hard for us to do that i think Mm. without like lightening the mood a little bit because it's it's awkward it gets a little awkward i think that's fair and i I mean i guess also there's just like a when you're recording the conversation there's a a sense that like you need to be doing something interesting yeah maybe this is the sort of thing where it's it's interested rather than interesting Mm. you know what i mean yeah hashtag dean evans um we watched a documentary about the holocaust this week um i guess it wasn't that sad a documentary it really wasn't um it why don't you explain it a little bit and then i'll give you my uh yeah so first thoughts yeah i'd love your your hot take uh so it's called uh my italian secret <laughs> um it is about um not about oregano um it's about um jews escaping from nazi germany uh through italy and being like harbored by different italians in different ways so it's like several little stories of um italians saving jews during world war ii um kind of all loosely held together by the story of um, Bart, uh, Bartolo, Gina Bartolini, Gina, Gino Bartolini. You like that? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds good. 
super Italian name who was a bicyclist who um, won the Tour de France a couple times, but also um, saved a bunch of Jews. Yeah, no, I feel like that's a fairly good summary of of what happened. Mm-hmm. So what was what was your what was your what was your hot take? My hot take is very uh, split. So on mm-hmm. one side, I loved seeing so much like goodness happen. Like obviously, it was like terrible mm-hmm. and awful, but like it is nice to see these types of stories. And so that for me was cool. I liked seeing people go back to like where it all happened and interacting with people. I thought it was a super cool idea. I had a really difficult time following the different stories. And I was also, um, I thought it was mainly about the bicycle rider and his, like his specific story within it. So the fact that they like brought him up so much in the beginning and then he goes away for like 25 minutes, I was so confused. Even more, they just drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so. Well, and not only that. It was just unfocused. I don't even think he was the most, I don't think he was the most compelling story there. Yeah. Um, And I also, I don't, I mean. They don't know much about him. He was deliberately secretive about, uh, I mean, obviously they were all secretive about hiding Jews, but he, like, his whole life did not talk about what he did to save Jews, and then he died. So, like, really nobody knows what he did. So to frame so much the movie around him, I thought was a really weird choice. Yeah, and then I have have a question for you. So I don't know if it was just the device I was watching on, but I, especially with um, these types of movies that are, like, really historically kind of dense, like, I love subtitles. It just helps me, like... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And and I know that they had to put up subtitles for when people were speaking other languages. I could not keep up with them. (laughs) And also... I couldn't. Okay, thank God. I was like, am I stupid? Like, I'm really struggling... Especially... (laughs) To keep up. Especially at the the end, right? At the end when it was like the the wrap-up. Yeah. Those subtitles go so fast. And I I actually paused a couple times because I couldn't keep up with them. Yeah. And then Um, they also like... But also... Also... also, Yeah, sorry. I think you're going to say what I was going to say. About the name of the people? Yes. Yeah. It's, like, mixed up with all the rest of the text, so, like, it's impossible to tell what's going on. Um, Like, at one point, one of the guys uh, was, like, when my father, and he was talking about the bicyclist, and I was like, oh, my God, you're his son? Like, wouldn't that have been nice to know 20 minutes ago? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Okay, good, because I felt really dumb. I was like, I... Normally, the subtitles are fine. Like, I enjoy them. But this was, like, really hard. And and so that was the other part of it. Is, like, it wasn't very well labeled. So I couldn't, like, keep people straight with, like, who they were related to. You know what I mean? Right. On top of the fact that, like, everyone was talking about different priests or different nuns. Yeah. Like, the stories were already very, you know, and they're all Jews being rescued. Like, the stories are very similar. It was, like... I could have done with, like, two less stories and, like, a lot less interweaving. Yeah. No, agreed. But I thought, like, as isolated kind of vignettes, if you will, um, I thought they were really cool. I thought the footage they got was awesome. Um, I thought the historical mm-hmm. footage they wove in was really nice. Like, I, it painted a picture for you of, like, what it was like then versus how it looks now. And I think that was cool to, mm-hmm. to see these people in an environment they maybe hadn't been in since they were, like, 
kids and it's still looking like similar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I loved the moments where they had the people going back and like re-meeting with the people who had either saved them or like who were related to the people who saved them. Like I thought that was super cool. Um, and I lived, I lived um, last summer and then a summer a couple of years ago with a Holocaust survivor who, and she kept in touch with all of the people in her um, life who had kind of helped her along the way. Um, and that's something that I, I was always really like impressed by was just like that kind of connectivity, but seeing it like that, where it's just like a moment, you know, reunited, that was really, really cool. Um, I did not know that about you. We are going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I am I feel like that could be its own episode. Um, that is really freaking cool. Oh, no. Cool. So, well, so, I, I, so she, in her own right, so her name's Ruthie Ravina, uh, and she's just, like, one of the coolest people I've ever met, probably, just in terms of, like, her whole life story. But her Holocaust story, anyway, is basically, she, uh, she was tiny and young uh during the holocaust um and she survived in a work camp they kind of the the women of the work camp like hid her she was like three or something like that oh my god um, and, kind of, and so they they hid her and like fed her table scraps um and eventually the warden or whatever you know the head of the camp found her um and kind of kept her as like the camp mascot um and he would like he liked to put a sandwich between her and then the dogs of the camp and make them fight and like watch her try to get it while the dogs were barking at her. Um, and so basically she was kept as like this plaything for the rest of the war until um, until the camps were liberated. Um, and she survived that way and they ended up, uh, they traveled around a little bit. They went to Sweden a little bit um, and then Canada and then America. Um, but she's like, she's, I mean, there's so few Holocaust survivors left. Um, and she's like really active in like the survivor community. And I should, I really should mention. So my, um, my mother's grandparents, they survived by going through Italy. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know a lot of the details. Uh, first of all, I never met them. And second of all, my grandfather really did not talk about his experience at all. Right. He was, uh, he was very, I probably the word is traumatized, but he was, he was very closed off about sure. it at the very least. Um, he spent, I think it was like six or so months in America on his own, not knowing whether his parents had survived the war. Um, but so they, went from Austria into Italy because they had heard that they could, uh, that, that Italians were hiding Jews, basically, or, like, or helping Jews, and they got fake documents, and that's how they uh, survived. That's how they made it to America. So I don't know, but maybe this this biker dude... Delivered their fake papers. The, mm-hmm. Or something. That's mm-hmm. incredible. It, wow. It, I guess, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, so I'm just, like, but, my head's kind of spinning around that right now. Um, I mean, the the thing about watching this that gave me a lot of anxiety is just, uh, like, how relevant and current this felt. In different ways, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like, the situation of the world 
feels so similar. Um, and it's, I think the, just the whole idea of like refugees kept ringing in my head over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, the fact that there's like Holocaust deniers, just, I don't, I can't even. But it's so dumb to me that like we cannot learn from history. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the same situation in the late thirties. Like so it's so disheartening. Like but, to watch this, I was just like, Oh god, like we're just really really heading down that path again. But I also think it's like yeah, like we don't learn from history, but but also like we do learn from history in that like hopefully anyway, this like you know, this generation of people will also be there to protect and, like, you know, provide refuge to people when, like, governments won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there were, like, there were hundreds of Italians who, just because, basically, um, protected all of, all of these Jews. Um, and that's kind of, like, a, a, like, a funny thing that happens at the end where they're just like, why did we do it? Like, I don't know, like, we just did. Yeah. No, and that's true. Like, I did love that. I mean, even in, like, The Sound of Music, I always found this comical. Because it's a similar situation. Like, you have a you have nuns hiding this family. And I love that, like, A, different religion, and they don't care. These are, like, the most committed people that there, there are. Like, they dedicate their entire life to it. So, like, the fact that they can overlook that... I think is so freaking cool and I wish more like people today could do that but also like well and on, on top yeah sorry they break like they're breaking commandments and I love that they're lying they're hiding well, people and I'm like yes you're doing the good right thing that makes sense like you're taking care of people and and I thought it was interesting that some of those monasteries were supposed to be like closed monasteries yeah. where no contact with the outside world and it's like this is that they're like that's their one attribute, right? It's like that they're closed off. Yeah. But that they they literally open themselves up to to protect and save people. Um, and there was there's that one nun who like they were saying at the end of her life she was like I hope God will forgive me for for all the lies I've I've told. Yeah. And it's like listen, lady, if God doesn't forgive you for these lies, like this is the wrong God. Like that's yeah. <laughs> you like, d- that's that's a garbage God. No, seriously, I just. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, like, people doing, like, the thing that just makes sense is, like, protecting your fellow people, you know, mm-hmm. so. I, 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 do th- I do think that, like, some of the muddledness of this documentary kind of makes it tough, tough to talk about. Um, yeah, I would agree. Be- because, you know, there, I think there were a lot of interesting moments, but, and a lot of interesting, like, concepts overarching concepts but like picking out individual stories is tough when like i don't remember anyone's names or like or or you know what i mean yeah i don't think it's our fault like like i think that's the documentary yeah it wasn't um like i said like i think the subject matter was right on i think the footage they showed was great but it could have just been, like, laid out a little bit more clearly just to keep up with, like... Because I wanted to know who was who and how people were related. Right. Um, and it was just... It was freaking well, like, I, I think I think that, that, that the, the bicyclist is such an interesting character. And, like, 
and like an interesting person and i would like to know so much more about him and like where he like where he gets these ideas from um and I, I feel like they could have spent more time like you know if they wanted to make him the center they could have like spent more time on him yeah yeah because then it shouldn't have been called my italian secret it should have been called an italian like, secret duh. or yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> No, I th- I, th- I think you're a hundred percent right. Like it was just yeah. But like, you know, I was like really interested in this guy who is like obviously so selfless, um, and they kept saying over and over again how he would be like, you know, doing good is like important, but like talking like not if you talk about it. Like if you talk about good, then it isn't good anymore. Yeah. Um, and like that's not a universal like truth. You know, not everyone would agree with that. No, that's that's totally true. And then I don't know, maybe maybe I'm the only one that thought this. Did you feel like at any point there was a chance that his Italian secret was that like he was Jewish? Like I yeah. okay, cuz I also was like confused about that cuz I was like, well, is he Jewish and like hiding or is he Jewish and they just don't care or is he just like not Jewish? <laughs> like it's just yeah. a little no, ambiguous I, to me about like like, the fact he was saving people is obviously great, but I didn't know if he was also, like... No, no, no. I was, I was, I was like, uh, 100% in the same boat on that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, whatever. Like, I don't want... I really don't want to tear apart the documentary because, like, I did enjoy it, but, like, that is something else about, like, when you name your documentary, like, My Italian Secret, you know, you, you kind of expect there to be, like, a big reveal. Yeah. Um... And obviously there wasn't a big reveal because the secret was, you know, what the whole documentary was about. Damn. I'm trying to think. There was something. Now I'm, I'm is, was there anything that we watched that just kind of reminded you of? Um, I'm trying to Because there was for me, and now I'm blanking on it. I don't feel like we've done terribly many historical documentaries uh, i guess that's true maybe it was the one there was i was thinking about how this is another example we've watched with reenactments and it's the first one with historical reenactments yeah um really the other history documentary i could think of that we watched was the um prince charles one which handles it all so differently yeah no that was like totally different I don't know, for me, like, honestly, like, just labeling in this documentary could have been a total game changer. Mm-hmm. Like, just more clearly no, labeling. 100%. Like, I think then I would have... And some of it... Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I, I it's interesting because, like, you know, it had a, a had somewhat of a, a, a graphics budget. I mean, there was, like, all those maps that they showed, which were really helpful. Yeah. Um, and I've ne- I don't know... I've never seen something like this where they don't just have the name come up. Like, an, like I don't know why that was. Yeah. Um, I would. I will be interested. I, 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 my parents were the ones who recommended this documentary, um, and they saw it in a theater. Oh. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure. And I wonder if they had the same experience or whether that's a Netflix thing. Because um, I watched it both on my phone and on the Roku and um i had the same problem okay 
Yeah, I would, yeah, definitely I would like to know what they thought about this. I definitely wouldn't say this was bad, mm-hmm. though. Like, it was it was an interesting watch, but I think there just could no, have been I think more it, gotten out of it. Yeah, I think it was, like, it was it was really good, and I, but I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh feel like it's okay to call it short then i think Rather it is but uh i, I wanna i wanna um as long as we were calling it short anyway today is may 1st <gasps> yeah it is um uh also known in some circles as the first monday in may uh which means it's the it's the met gala i'm wondering if you have seen any of the pictures of dresses or the event in any way um yes what prompted me to text you earlier was that I was reading the New York Times and it was like Met Gala 2017 everything you need to know and I was like yeah I care I get I get it mm-hmm. now I, I freaking care about it give me everything um so it seemed the I actually went straight to what the exhibit was because I was curious now I now I get it so I give a shit and right it is uh the art of just one artist this year. Normally it's a collection, but they're featuring uh, R- Rai Kawakubo. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it is... they are Perfect pronunciation. She, I'm gonna, I, I went for it. Uh, she is a 74-year-old Japanese designer who founded her label Comme des Garçons in 1969, mm-hmm. and she's the only second living designer to be given a solo show at the Met. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, I haven't... Oh, this picture of Rihanna. Oh, I found a slideshow. Rihanna is cray. Mm-hmm. It's just fun that we get it now, Jason. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And now like, I look at this and like, I'm like, you know, I see that there was so much planning involved. Although... Uh, in the documentary First Monday in May, the red carpet or like you know the the stairs and the walkway is like way more complicated than this. This is just like two colors. Yeah. Um, did you see? Uh, just scrolling through, uh, I, I I picked out um, Solange Knowles' uh, outfit. Do you see that? I haven't gotten there yet, but I am cute. Oh, Paris Jackson looks I, nice. I highly recommend taking a taking a gander. It's kind of, um, it's like somebody took a bunch of uh, uh, puffy winter jackets um, and sewed them together into a, a gown. Uh, I can't imagine it's comfortable. It was 70 degrees today in New York. Ew. Um, oh my God, this happens like in your backyard. I just assume that you can like see this from your window. I know you can't, but I just... Oh no, it, it's, hap- it's happening right now. I just saw Jaden Pinkett Smith. Oh Walk my by. god. Maybe I should just Google yeah. Solange Knowles. You should. Oh, look uh, at Aziz. One of us needs Who? to. Aziz, I'm sorry. Is she wearing the same thing that is she that, wore? Is that the Met Galley? Is that the Met Gala? Yeah. Holy shit. How do we get Aziz, in there? One of I'm us. Sorry. One of us needs to get in there. Yeah. Um, well, I live close, so I'll next year I'll yeah you get I'll in give there. him a call. Plus, my cousin my cousin works at the Met, so like I have an in. It'll be fine. Yeah, please go. Hang on, I'm looking up Solange Knowles. Oh, but I'm also next week, huh? 
Yeah, so you have to pick the the document. Oh, it it's That's, been picked. I mean, oh, yikes. Oh, we're doing it. But do you I guess, you want to plug before, everything? Before yeah, before you announce it, um uh keep in mind everybody you can follow us in all the places, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh Podbean, iTunes, uh all the places. You can, you don't have to actually listen if you don't want, but you should tell other people to listen. Um, that would be cool. And we have some exciting things coming up in the future of this podcast. Uh, we might be featured on another podcast, which is kind of cool. Ooh, ooh. Uh, some some cross-podcast promotion going on. Um, and hopefully we're going to get some guests on and stuff like that. You know, make it a thing. Um, this podcast is sponsored by... Uh, um, um, everything oh and um, emily what are we watching what are we watching next week i just found the picture of solange no it looks hot but it also looks really warm yeah no both those things okay so next week we're just i i don't know if it's good or bad and if it's bad i think we're gonna love it like love to hate it so we're doing it we're doing casting Mm -hmm. john benet Oh my God! Yeah, we gotta stay you. hip. We gotta stay hip, Jason. This um, is we we are we are riding the trend wave. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about it. So I don't know. The reviews look really mixed, and like it, it only has a six point six on IMDb. So I think if it's terrible, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Either way. So the only thing I know about it is that it's kind of a ripoff of an, another documentary, which did the same thing with another murder. Um, and so people are mad about that. Good. I'm so excited to talk about it then. Yeah, I'll watch this like four times by next week. Don't worry about it. Probably. It's fine. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I don't have a quote because I feel like I shouldn't make quotes about the Holocaust. Um, but, uh, uh, thanks for listening and you have a lovely evening. Now go to sleep. It's late.